Welcome to the podcast for Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast for the latest updates and new episodes. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and tune in. Make sure to join us each Sunday at 9 on Facebook Live. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. in English and 11.45 in Spanish. Also, Celebrate Recovery meets each Monday night at 6.30. Come check out my North Star Christmas tree topper at Levitate's. Is this a gummy bear? Yeah, we lost baby Jesus. Hey, check out these LED lights. I have them synced up to a 76-hour all-Christmas music playlist. There's my little Christmas DJ. (laughs) So, are you waiting till Christmas is over so you can go buy a new nativity set when they're on sale? Huh? No, no, oh no. We lost baby Jesus like 11 years ago. Is, is baby Jesus always a gummy bear? Oh, no, oh, we trade it out every year. Yeah, like uh, last year it was a uh, tiny troll doll. And the year before that we used a uh, dog treat. They were the perfect size, but <laughs> Dalton kept taking them and eating them. You, you mean your dog kept stealing them? No, my son Dalton, he loves those dog treats. Especially the peanut butter ones. There was one year that we used a, uh, a doll head. That was creepy. We, we made a modeling clay, baby Jesus. So the dog took that one too. Um, one year we got desperate and used an ice cube. That was a miss and a mess. Yeah, just seems like everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never lasts. Say that again. Everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never seems to last. And? And what? Say it again, slowly. Why? Just do it, dulcimo, slowly, do it. I don't understand what's happening. Just do it. This is getting weird. Say it! Fine! But when I'm done saying this, you're gonna march in here, and you're gonna watch my star levitate. Fine, 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 do it. Fine. Everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never seems to, oh, yep, there it is. Okay, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So uh, in college, uh, Lauren, who's now my wife, but uh, we, we had a friend, a good friend of ours who loved Christmas. And she loved Christmas so much that she would play Christmas music all year round. Maybe some of you are like that. God bless you. And um, she, she loved Christmas so much in her dorm room, all semester long, fall, spring semester, she kept a nativity, which was beautiful and sweet and kind, but also made me really, really tempted to want to uh, do something to disrupt that. So I wouldn't call myself a troublemaker, but I like to pick on uh, some of my friends every now and then. So one, one day I got the idea while we were uh, over at her apartment hanging out, I got the idea that I would borrow baby Jesus, not kidnap. That's creepy and weird, and no one should ever kidnap Jesus, okay? I just borrowed him for a few days, and so over, over the next series of days and weeks, I, I would just leave a series of notes, not ransom letters. That's creepy and weird. Just notes, notes uh, that reminded her that Jesus was MIA, that he was off with other friends, hanging out, doing some things, and I would just leave notes anonymously in her mailbox. Um, of course, 
eventually I returned baby Jesus. Some of you thought I was going like, to pull him out of my pocket. Here he is, right? No, I didn't do that. I'm, I do have a heart. But I want you to think of that picture with me. I want you to think of that scene, that image, because that's really the image, the scene for us on Christmas Eve. The question, the question for us is where is Jesus? Where is he this Christmas Eve? Is he, is he safe at home? Is he out back in the shed somewhere in the stable? Remember the nativity. Nativity, that's where, that's where he started. So tonight, here's what we're going to do. We're going to read Christmas Eve. Now, I know we got to hear a really cool story. That's a great story. But we're actually going to read uh, Luke chapter 2, just six verses that really tell us what is Christmas Eve all about. What is this night about for us? And we read it. Maybe you've heard these words before. But these words in Luke chapter 2 really tell us about this picture and really, and really beg the question, where, where is Jesus this Christmas Eve? Uh, so follow along with me. It's, it's behind me on the screen. It says this, Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their town to register So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee and Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. Now imagine, imagine uh, there was a decree that was issued that you had to go to your hometown and you couldn't fly and you couldn't drive. You had to walk three miles an hour, how many different days? So and you had to wear sandals, right? That's probably what was happening here. So this is not just a pleasant hop, skip and a jump. Uh, to Bethlehem, but that's where, that's where they go. He went there, verse 5 said, uh, to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. We see Christmas Eve was not very ideal, was it? And Luke wants us to know that, that, that she was pledged to be married to him, but she was now pregnant. Here we go, verse 6, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn a son. So she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. I wonder, with as meticulous as Luke is about some of the details in this story, I wonder why he felt it was necessary for those that would read these words generations and generations and generations later about this this moment that changed the course of human history. I wonder why he felt like it was so important to include those words there in verse 7. Read them with me again. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. What, What if this isn't just some random detail kind of thrown in there haphazardly by Luke? But what if... This detail was intentionally included for a very specific reason. Now, ask yourself this. With everything, think about the entire story of Christmas that we've been talking about over these last couple weeks. And maybe you don't even know the story of Christmas that well, but just, just think with me for a few minutes. All of the things God arranged, all the things that he worked out, it put in place for this moment to happen. Think about it with me. The, the generations and generations of prophecies, thousands of years of promises that were fulfilled in this moment. Think about the angels, angels carrying out their different missions that we read about uh, throughout the gospel uh, narrative. Think about the magi coming, journeying far, following the star. Think about Mary's pregnancy. Think about Joseph's dream. If if all of those things that God orchestrated, why couldn't he arrange for a place for Jesus to be born? 
Why didn't he? Well, the fact is, God, God did arrange a place, right? A manger. He, he did arrange a place. God actually arranged the first rejection of the Savior before he would ever be born. Think about that with me tonight. This is a visible reminder of rejection. There's no room for you. <laughs> Go out back to the stable. That's where our Savior was born. Tonight, uh, I wonder why you're here. That's a dangerous question on a night like tonight because I might get some really honest answers. Like when I was seven and I was sitting in a service like this, I would say, I'm here because I have to be. You know, it's like I'm being held hostage. Please, please say amen so I can go to grandma's and open some gifts, right? Because that's, that's probably in my seven. I love Jesus, but man, I was just being honest that I was really looking forward to open a present at grandma's house. But what about you? Why are you here tonight? Yeah, maybe it's what we do. That's what you would say. This, it's Christmas Eve. It's what we do. Come on, what do you want from me? <laughs> it's what we do. We, we come to church. We'll celebrate with family. This is, this is what we do. Maybe like seven-year-old me, it's kind of a speed bump on the way through the rest of your holiday season. Maybe you would just say, honestly, like, I don't know. I don't really know why I'm here. I, I'm here. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you've, you've come year after year. Um, we've been talking a little bit in our house this past week. You're like, does it feel like Christmas? Does it not? So maybe it doesn't even feel like, like your holiday season has been such a whirlwind, and here we are, it's Christmas Eve, and you're kind of here like, okay, I guess this is it, right? This is it. I don't know why you're here tonight, but, but what if you, you've heard this story before? What if you've heard this story a thousand times? But what if, by, for some reason, the God of the universe, right, would have you show up here tonight to ask you a question, not just by coincidence that you stumbled in the room and we're talking about this, but maybe tonight, maybe tonight, there's a question that the God of the universe wants you to hear. And maybe he would have you hear these words from Luke chapter 2, and maybe you've thought about it so many times, but maybe tonight is the first time you've thought about it in a long time, that question, where is Jesus for you this Christmas Eve. Maybe there's two words in Luke chapter 2 that you would just kind of with me lean in and understand again in verse 7. These two words, no room. No room. This is the Savior of the world. No room. This is the one that had been promised for generations and generations. No room. This is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There's, there's no room. He was born in a manger because there was, there was no room available for them. Do you have room? Do you? Not just physically, like you have a guest room at home. That's cool. That's impressive. I'm glad. Maybe we're using that this Christmas season. But, but tonight, right now in your life, what, what if being here tonight isn't just some accident? What if these words that, that I'm sharing with you tonight are just not some coincidence? What if the God of the universe really wants to ask you that question tonight? Do you have room in your life for the Savior? We've been talking uh, throughout, throughout our Advent season about, uh, about the newborn king. The newborn king, that's who Jesus was. He came to be a king, but not like any other king that we ever knew. Not like any other king that ever existed. But if I were to tell you that, that tonight, hey, tonight, the newborn king is arriving. I don't know about you. We would do everything that we could to make arrangements. We would, we would get our best food. We would vacuum the floor. You know, we would, kids, hide all your toys under the couch. Whatever we got to do, we got to make it look nice because the newborn king is arriving. So tonight, the question, do, do you have room in your life for the newborn king? Or like that night 2,000 years ago, 
Does, does he not really get the master bedroom? He doesn't really get the great spot. He, doesn't get, he, he, gets, he gets shuffled out to the barn out back. Because you've got a lot happening in your life, and you've got other priorities, and you've got other things you need to take care of, and you just don't really have room for Jesus. Tonight, I want to I invite you, tonight, tonight, to, to make room for him. Maybe you did once. Maybe a long time ago you would say, yeah, I, uh, that mattered to me. That was important. But life's gotten full and things have gotten busy and life just has a way of getting away from us. And maybe one day I can make room again. Well, maybe, maybe the reason that God of the universe would have you here tonight to hear these words is because he wants to invite you once again to make room for him, to make room for him. I'm going to invite you to stand tonight. Uh, we're going to sing a little bit more. I'm excited for that. In just a few minutes, not yet, but we're going to close uh, our time this afternoon lighting some candles and celebrating. That's a memorable part of Christmas Eve. But if you would stand now to your feet, I, I want to pray for you. And I just want to pray uh, tonight for the person that's here that you would be honest. You're saying, I, I don't know if I have room. My life has gotten so busy and so full and so chaotic that I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that question. And so tonight I want to pray for you. Would you, would you do something with me? Would you uh, bow your heads and close your eyes? And I just want to spend a minute praying to the king, talking to the king that came for us, this newborn king. And I believe some of us tonight desire to make room, to make him a priority. If he came to be the king of kings and lord of lords tonight, I believe some of us want to make room in our lives for the king we don't want to be like that innkeeper that had to shuffle him off to the back shed. No, no, no. We want, to, we want to open up our heart and our life tonight to make room for the king. And so if that's you, I just want to invite you to pray this with me. You don't have to pray it out loud, but just in your heart, if that's you tonight and you desire, you desire to make room, to make space in your heart, in your life, that waving at him on Christmas Eve is not just a speed bump on the way to something else, but what we're doing tonight matters. And that baby in a manger that would grow up and he would come and he would die on a cross for our sins. He would do that because of the sin that separated us from God. And he did that so that we could be right in right relationship tonight with God. So tonight, do you have room? Do you have room for a king like that? Father, for the one tonight that would say yes, for the one tonight that maybe he's been pushing you off, maybe they've been ignoring you, maybe life has been too full or too busy, maybe they're not really into religion, but tonight you, you, you have a simple invitation for each of us, and that's what, if we would make room. See, it doesn't really matter tonight what our parents, what our friends, what our, what our relatives, it doesn't matter what they are, it matters personally, will, will we make room, will I make room? And so tonight, for the one that wants to make that decision, we just, we pray this way, Lord, come, come be king of my life, come enter into my life, into my heart. I don't want to live for myself, I want to live for you, I want you to be king, and I want to make room, I want to make space in my life for you to be the king that you've come to be come enter into my life make my life different show me how i can have joy show me how i can have peace show me the future that you have for me it's far greater than any future i could imagine on my own come i i choose to make room tonight for you my king I believe that you died for me on the cross. I believe that I can be forgiven of my sin and I believe that I can live for you, my king. So tonight, we don't just remember 
We, we don't remember just the story that happened past tense. We remember present tense and we invite you to come. Be our king. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at for any questions about our church. When you're done listening, please subscribe to this channel for the latest updates and new episodes.